Hey, y'all, Sam Marisek here, and I'm your host of the podcast, The Dietitianist. Combine the words dietitian and nutritionist. You get the gist. Today, I have Lily Blankenship with me. Super, super, super excited that she has carved out some time. And before we jump in, my go-to disclaimer that this podcast is meant for informational and educational purposes only. It does not constitute a client-provider relationship, nor should it be used for individualized medical nutrition therapy advice. Should you have specific nutrition-related questions, I encourage you to contact me directly. Lils, howdy. Hi. What's up? Nothing. How you doing? How or what would you like to share with listeners? And for the record, we are cousins, my much younger, cooler cousin. <laughs> I don't know, cooler, but <laughs> um, basically we can talk about swimming, um, I guess like the diet around it, kind of like, I don't know, some challenges that I face every day with like athletes and also being a student. Yeah. For the record, what year are you in school? I'm a junior at Turpin High School. Go Spartans. Yep. <laughs> so how long have you been swimming? Um, club, I've been swimming, I'm going to say probably 11 or 12 years. And then obviously I've only done three years of high school. And then I've moved around. So I was on Carmel Swim Club in Indiana for a couple of years. And then I moved to Cincinnati and I was on the Marlins for like three or four years. And then now I've been on Anderson Barracudas for the rest of the time. Out of your three club teams, which, which is your favorite? Um, Definitely the Barracudas. Yeah. Um, what makes the Barracudas stand out? Um, I mean, I've met all of, like, my very close, like, best friends on that team. I don't know. I just feel like we all go to school together, and, like, it just feels more like a family compared to my other swim teams that I was on. Gotcha. Very nice. And uh, I'm laughing in my head because I remember when y'all lived in Carmel. Do you remember when I babysat you guys? Yes, I do. I do remember one time when you guys came over and stuff. That's probably bad, but you know, it's okay. No, yeah. I think you and Isaac were giving me directions on how to get to the park. Do you remember that? Was it, did we call it the Spinny Park? Yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I love that park. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, I digress. So diving a little bit deeper into swimming. So I know only the surface level. So please educate myself and all other listeners. You have a specialty stroke and kind of what does in-season training look like for somebody at your level? So basically my specialties are butterfly and freestyle. And I swim 50 free, 100 free and 100 fly. So basically I'm a sprinter. And so like a normal day for me is like throughout the season, we have doubles. So basically on Monday, Wednesday, and sometimes Fridays, we wake up at 4.45 and we get in the water at five and then we're in the water till 6.45. And that's like kind of like some like extra yardage and 
sometimes like I do the thing called like the power rack. So then I like build up um, my power for sprinting and like just being able to like push through and stuff. And then after that, I go to school and then right after school at 345, I go back to swim until six. And that's basically like our normal training. Like we have different days. It's like distance day, sprint day, aerobic, which is just like long, like, I guess like longer sets, I would say. And then we have like power days, which we are building up for power. And then we have recovery. And then after we swim, we normally have dry land, which is basically just like some core work on um, the deck. Or we do some lifting where we go in the weight room and we just like build up our muscle and stuff. So it's just better for our swimming. So. Those are very full days. When do you sleep or do homework or have a social life? I guess swimming is <laughs> Yeah, swimming is basically my um, social life. A lot of my friends that I hang out with are swimmers. So, mm -hmm. but um, the days that I have doubles, like those nights, I can go to bed pretty quickly. But the nights that are the night before I have doubles, I don't get a lot of sleep. And then a lot of times I try to finish my homework, like during study hall or during like other classes when I'm not doing anything. Cause like mm -hmm. by the time I'm done with that day, I'm done with everything. I just mm -hmm. don't want to touch homework. But basically I come home from like swimming and lifting. I eat dinner. I do homework really fast. I shower and then I just go straight to bed. Pass out. Bonus question. So I ran. So my head was not underwater. I could converse with the people I was hanging out with. Yeah. What do you think about the whole time when you're swimming? Because you can't talk. Well, we talk a lot on the wall and then we also <laughs> have um, social kicks. So like that's when, you know, we talk it up for a good like 200. But basically when I'm swimming, either like social kick. So like your head's above water or something. Yeah. So like that's when like, yeah, my head's above water. But when it's in the water, um, either I sing a song or I'm very angry at my coach for making me do the set. Or I kind of just zone out and I just don't think and I just swim. Mm -hmm. I mean, I like swimming, like kind of like when I have a stressful day at school, like it kind of like lets me relax and just like think about just other stuff. Like that's when I like kind of like pull myself together and kind of just relax and not let other stuff like bug me. Yeah, I can completely relate except with running, just not just not yeah. so time-wise I know you've set multiple records school records you go to national meets yeah. and you are getting ready to wrap up your junior year correct mm -hmm. yeah so question are you potentially if at all considering continuing your swimming career in college so last year was really when I started to think about it when I was a sophomore, because that's when I first got my cuts, my national cuts. Mm -hmm. And I was thinking like, oh, like, I love this. Like, this is what I want to do. Like, I want to continue this into college. But then as I went into junior year, I started to realize 
I was trying to balance school, swimming, and then also like seeing friends and like seeing people and trying to like make everyone happy, like trying to make sure everything works out. So I decided that I'm not going to swim in college just mm-hmm. because like swimming's been my life, like all throughout high school, middle school, elementary. And I kind of just like want to see like what else is out there, how else I can work out. So I decided not to just because I just felt like it'd be too much for me. I mm-hmm. wanted to be able to like, like when I go to college, like education is first. And I was just, I'm just a little worried that if I went to swim and stuff, like I'd be too focused on like making sure I do good at this me or make sure I do good at this practice instead of like working on um, my future, like my future job and like all that. So, yeah. Yeah. No, I so appreciate you sharing that deep insight there. And it is a lot to consider. Um, And even the term student athlete. Yeah. The term student comes first and college isn't cheap. So. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Like, (laughs) I mean, that was kind of like, I was thinking, oh, if I swim, then I can get like a scholarship, you know, Mm -hmm. less money I have to spend, but I don't know. Yeah. Good for you. You know, just kind of being able to decide, it sounds pretty definitively what your thoughts are and and what you're thinking and your overall plans for the future. And of course, you know, that can always change, but having a framework to work from. So kudos, Lils. Switching topic content. I know we talked about maybe some of the challenges you face as a high school athlete and what resources for someone who is at your level in the swimming world do you have in regards to nutrition? So I guess that's a two-part question. Um, With nutrition, I guess the resources I have, like I went to a nutritionist two years ago because I wasn't, um, my mom believed that I wasn't eating enough. Like I was super tired of practice. So I went and that resource really helped me because I found out I needed to eat like a thousand more calories, a lot more protein and all that. Um, basically, even like, I feel like even like the people that surround you is a resource for mm-hmm. you. Like, I feel like just seeing like them giving you like their insight on like how um they deal with everything not even just like with food but also just like with school and like trying to balance everything I feel like it's like a good um it's a good resource and even like just like your coach and your parents like they will be your number one resource when it comes to that because they can see something that you can't see like they can see if you need more like food in your body or like I guess just more help with like being able to complete everything. I guess what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Like they always have your back. Yeah. Yeah. That's definitely a, a big, a big factor in success. So, and then maybe from a more macro perspective, zooming out somewhat, are there any issues that you feel like are more prominent for high school student athletes? Like, um, like more challenges, are you trying to say? 
Yeah, I know you alluded to balancing the school, the social life, sport, but I'm curious because the age difference between us, when I was in high school, social media was essentially non-existent. Yeah, yeah. And so I wonder if that, in your opinion, impacts for better or worse student athletes and maybe getting caught up in comparison or creating more stress that wouldn't be there if social media wasn't a thing? Yeah. Um, I feel like in like my age group and stuff, I feel like with, um, all this like knowledge of like what everyone else is doing and like comparing yourself to them. Like, I feel like a lot of people now are saying that like me personally, I don't have this problem, but mental health is a big thing. Like, I know, like, a lot of people get burnt out very easily mm-hmm. and stuff from just, like, all the stress they're putting on them from, like, looking at someone on um, Instagram and seeing how fast they're going and, like, mm-hmm. trying to beat them or, like, I feel like a lot of times, like, I'm trying to think, like, no, I definitely think mental health is, like, a main thing connecting with um social media Mm -hmm. I feel like um a lot of people get caught up in like how they look or like they get caught up with um seeing um what someone else is doing compared to what they're doing and stuff like I know that kind of connects with like I wouldn't say there's a lot of like diets in the swimming world but I feel like a lot of people like they'll see like a swimmer and they're like, oh, they got that really good swimmer body. Like I'm thinking of like the boys in my swimming group. Mm-hmm. I feel like sometimes like they get caught up in that. But um, I don't know. And I just feel like it takes a toll on someone's mental health and it just like makes it harder for them um, to like continue like a sport or just like continuing like everyday stuff just because like it just like takes an effect on your body and like, I guess your nutrition and just like your healthiness overall. Yeah. All, all of those different pillars of physical, mental, emotional, and what you mentioned earlier about being able to juggle all of it successfully. Yeah. Does your club team have the resources or ability to connect with, whether it's like a sports psychologist or a mental health professional, is that something that's offered? Um, we actually had someone come in this past summer, mm-hmm. early winter season, who um would like help us. Um, she like came in to like help us get in the right mindset, like before a race, like telling yourself like to get all those negative thoughts out, and like she was like giving us like a hand, like a resource, like of being able to talk to someone about like what they're stressing about for swimming because it can be like being behind the blocks and like stressing is probably like the worst part about the sport and so like she came in and she told us like if you want this like you can come um email me or come on a zoom call and I will like talk you through like pep talks to help you behind the blocks to help you like after a bad race or something so we did have that resource um, at the beginning of the season. And like, I think it's just like, if you wanted to connect, like you'll stay connected throughout. 
and mm-hmm. if you didn't it, like it was just gone it was yeah like, kind of hey if this is your cup of tea i'm here if not continue on essentially yeah yeah um what are some other tidbits or helpful information you know now as an upperclassman that you wish you knew earlier in your swimming career that you would pass um, along I would probably say uh, don't beat yourself up over one bad race because I've done that so many times and literally I'll beat myself up after a race and like a week later I'm like you know what it wasn't even worth it also just with swimming, you have to go to swim every single day. And like, you can't miss like a single practice or else like you kind of lose the feel of the water and stuff. But I feel like when I was younger, I just wish like, like missing one day of practice does not make you a bad swimmer. Because I remember I had an experience where I missed one day of practice and my coach didn't talk to me. So, so I just took that. I was like, I can't take, um, one day off or like I can't miss a day of practice or else like my coach is like just forever gonna hate me or he's just gonna think I'm a bad swimmer and I'm not taking it serious like I feel like I wish I could just tell my younger self like it's okay to miss one practice just to go to like a football game or just to go to your friend's like birthday party or something because like Mm -hmm. I was always afraid like if I miss this then like it's over like goodbye season (laughs) Yeah, maybe an all or nothing approach. And you're saying it doesn't necessarily always have to be all or nothing. Yeah. So basically you're allowed to give yourself like a step back. You don't have to beat yourself down after every race. Like Mm -hmm. it's just one bad race and you need to take it in as like, okay, like what did I do wrong? And this is what I need to do in the future. So then this doesn't happen again, basically. Yeah. I think that that is resonates with probably many student athletes bonus question what has been your favorite swim memory and or race that that comes to mind I would probably say my favorite memory is probably when it was senior night at Turpin this past year and my friends and I like all my closest friends and I we were all on the four free relay and we had all of our friends come to the meet. Like, we were hyping this up. We were like, come on, like, bring it on. And mm-hmm. we all suited up. And, like, the other team was probably thinking that we were crazy because this is just, like, a dual meet. But we went in and we got the pool record. And we got it by, like, four seconds. And that was just really exciting because two of the people were seniors this year. So we won't have that really again. And it was just I love that memory because like everyone was up in the stands cheering, like jumping up and down. And it was just great because now I got my name up on the board. (laughs) So hopefully no one breaks it anytime soon. That's a good feeling. And I think if I'm hearing you correctly throughout what you're sharing, it sounds like culture is so, so, so important for you when you're looking for what you want out of a team experience. Yeah, exactly. I feel like with Anderson, um, my club team, Anderson Barracudas, like when I think of them, I think of them as like my family. Like I feel like I can go to them whenever I want to, or if I'm upset about a race, like I can go to them and I can tell them things. Like, I feel like that's so important that when you join a team, like high school or club, like 
it's just important to know that you have people that like will comfort you when you're down or like will be at the end of the line for you cheering and stuff. It's just like a good feeling. And it just makes you want to go to practice every day. And it makes you just like love the sport more because you have people surrounding you that also love the same thing as you. So it just builds that connection. Yeah. I would echo that. Do you think it's more of your fellow teammates who create that culture or do you think it trickles down from the coaching staff and your experience? I feel like in my experience, it's like, I would say it's probably the swimmers rather than the coaches. Cause like, yeah, the coaches, they make a big impact. Like they're the ones training you and everything, but like, they're just like, they're not, they're more of like, a teacher than like a student I guess you would say like you're like you can be close with like a teacher but like you can't really be friends with the teacher I guess you would say like what I say to all my friends and stuff like and what they say to me and everything like I would never say to the coach and I feel like the coach like they're not the one at the end of the lane cheering like they're not the one like building you up like each step of the way I feel like, I feel like the swimmers, like, they just like, they know what you're going through at the moment. Like you're all going it like through it together and stuff. Like, it's just easier to see that connection within the swimmers rather than a swimmer and a coach. Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, definitely a different dynamic. Absolutely. Uh, Last, but definitely not least any resources that you would want to share either swimming or, or non-swimming related? Um, I guess I would say for swimming, I guess some resources is, I don't know, a nutritionist for sure. Um, I'm trying to think. I had it and then I lost it. Nutritionist. Um. Any good like podcasts you listen to or books? Um, I'll tell you music. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so you're talking about like a hype song, I think is what you called it. Am I using the correct? Yeah, like a pop song. Uh, definitely. If you are a swimmer, you gotta listen to some like I would say some. Actually, it's based on your music taste. But I like some Cardi B. I like some fast like upbeat some drake songs um edm you know Mm -hmm. like those like the songs people listen to that's a resource because it will get the blood pumping through you but i would say i didn't really read any books really that much i followed like some instagram pages and stuff Mm -hmm. for outside of swim some resources I don't really think I have any that much. I don't think I, I don't put know. you on the spot, didn't I? No, it's okay. I'm just like trying to think back. I don't know. Books. Do you have any hot? Do you have any hot takes for listeners? <laughs> I don't know. Um, you know, like oh, pineapple on pizza or something like like that, like a fun fact kind of sort of. Oh. Um, or something that like kind of goes against the grain or like is said for a 
I'm trying to, I don't know. I don't think I have one. That's okay. Uh, no, I don't really have one, I guess. So never really been asked that. <laughs> I was uh, with some college age kids and they said that they were interviewing high schoolers and they were getting their hot takes. Um, so I was like, oh, maybe it's all high schoolers, but apparently not all high schoolers. Well, not me, I guess. <laughs> I'm showing my age. I told you, Junie tells me all the time I'm getting all the old. <laughs> all good. All good. Um, well, Lils, I so appreciate your time. And yeah. if people want to follow you, um, they can find you, I guess, right? On Instagram. Yeah. Instagram. It's lily.blankenship. So. Yeah. First name yeah. dot last name. Awesome. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> thanks, Lils. Yeah, you're so welcome. Y'all, thank you so much for tuning in. And a special thanks to Lily Blankenship. I will be taking a mini break from the podcast coming back in early May. You can always catch me on the gram at The Dietitianist or at www.thedietitianist.com. In the meantime, and until next time, y'all, cheers.